0: Hi, everybody. It's Patrick Donahoe. So we've reached the end of our 12-part welcome series, and I hope you have been enjoying the the, the content and learning a a bit more about the concepts that help make the perpetual wealth strategy uh, even more of a cornerstone of your personal wealth management. Throughout uh, throughout the series, my my team and I have touched on a a lot of different topics, those primary ones, uh, including... asset protection strategies uh tax benefits tax strategy and you know specifically for the wealth maximization account and and also some best practices uh and and tips and advice uh, for optimizing the benefits of your uh, of your policy both now and as your life uh, life changes and evolves Uh, in in today's episode it's not an exception so we'd like to uh, really introduce you to to more stories, uh, those real life stories from actual clients who have been using this strategy for uh, for a while, uh, and 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 we get to hear a lot of these testimonials, uh, and, and and little notes and cards and, and feedback, and it's so fulfilling. And I know it would be valuable for for everyone just to see a different perspective other than their own. Join us as we dive into yet another set of stories. It's gonna be really exciting uh, in ways in which our clients have used their policies as a component uh, of their overall personal wealth management. In this upcoming segment, we welcome Charlie Weiss and Nate Butler. Nate has been in the financial services industry for over a decade and a wealth strategist here at Paradigm Life since 2013. Nate is an instrumental part of our team. Recently, Nate had the opportunity to catch up with his longtime client Charlie Weiss to discuss how Charlie has found success using the Perpetual Wealth Strategy. Charlie is a veterinarian and business owner who, similar to other business owner clients we have, experience uncertainty, which is a natural part of owning a business. In Charlie's experience, the economic turmoil of 2008 was challenging, and he was concerned about the impact it would have on his investments, business, and his life. These events led him to reevaluate how he was managing his wealth. They resulted in a complete shift in how he viewed money, investment, business, and his plans for the future. In this week's episode, Nate and Charlie dive into the details of this incredible story.
1: So you're a veterinarian. Uh, how long have you been a veterinarian? Been a vet for 28
2: years. Got it. And 20, 28 years, that's a, that's a long career. That's a long time, but I've wanted to do it since I was a kid, and it's really been a dream come true, and it's what I love. I love what I do, um, and, I, and, and I really look at that, that that's, even though that's my career, that's something I've always wanted, now I look at things very, very different. That's, that's one place that I make my income, but there's so much more I do with that and so many other passions past that where I can contribute and make a difference and, and also um, monetize at the same time and save and invest. Totally.
1: So it, I think it's interesting. So you and I have actually been to, to different uh, conferences together outside of work and everything. And I think people like, generally want to try to separate personal from, from work. And what I feel like you know, with what I've learned uh, over time is like, man, if you can get your personal life solid you can really focus on that. That's going to that's gonna work to your advantage in your business. And then as your business grows and develops, that's going to work to the,
2: uh, to the advantage for your, for your personal life as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I, I look at it that way, too. I, I really look at it like, uh, what is my mission? And some of it, some of my mission is my career. But really, some of my mission in life is I do more personally. And some of it's more paid. Some of it's less paid but I look at the whole thing as a mission and where I'm headed in life. Yeah. So I kind of wrapped the whole thing together too. Totally. Yeah. Now, obviously
1: capital and money has to come into the picture, right? That kind of follows the value that you provide to other people. Um, and then also to expand your business and expand your wealth and so forth, you've got to be a good steward of the, of the, of the capital that's coming in, right. From the, from the services that you're providing. So can you kind of give give us an idea of maybe what led you to paradigm life and the, the policies that you now have and so forth?
2: Sure. Sure. What led me here is uh, yeah. I, I had a long career of working hard and as a professional getting the income and having the money, but also running through it. And at the end of each year, not, not being purposeful and not being strategic and, mm-hmm going through 10 years, 15 years of not having a lot to show for it and just realizing that um, I have two boys who are grown now and I really didn't have a lot for retirement and didn't have a lot to show for all my hard work um, financially, which which is a separate thing. And and my, uh, my career is really so fulfilling how I help people, how I help their pets, but it's really important also to Help myself and my family, and to do the only way to do that is to spend less than you make and save the difference, and learn how to invest it. and And have it's I've gone on a journey over the last six years, six eight years, where I've done a lot of studying to learn how to do that because everybody has a quick fix, and I've read many many different potential ways to do it and tried many different things. And uh, and I've found some really good good strategies that have helped me a lot.
1: So, kind of talk about because I remember talking six years ago when we first started. You had talked about you know kind of the traditional path that you had taken, maybe a four hundred one k and qualified plans and so forth. And there's obviously financial benefit to these different products that we that we have options to invest in, you know. But then there's also the emotional benefits or the emotional. Uh, disadvantages that might come come along with that. So I remember talking with you, you know, six years ago and, and kind of hearing your story about what it was like having this, this uh, 401k uh, that was a statement type plan where you you either, you, you got a statement each month and you chose to either look at it or not. And there may be some months where it's like, I don't really want to look at it because I'm worried about what's going on there.
2: Yeah, so true, so true. And back in that day, that was before the, uh, the Great Recession, I had only 401k and that was slowly building. Um, I, I had a, a fair chunk of money in that, but I, you're so right. Looking at the statements month to month, especially when we hit that hard time, it was dropping. It was, you know, I, I noticed that not only was the money dropping, it was unpredictable. I couldn't control it. I couldn't touch it till I was 65 or I got penalized yep. and Fees continued to come out of it, even though it dropped probably 40% during those the hardest times. Yeah. So the uh, people managing it were making money, but I continued to lose money. And it just didn't feel right. And it just didn't feel safe. It didn't feel predictable. And it made my future as hard as I've worked from the time I've been a kid it made <laughs> me feel yeah out of control. And, and I wasn't in control of my finances. And that really was part of what, Made me uh, really take control of learning about financial independence, learning about money, learning about creating value, learning about investing, and so many different things. I studied hundreds and hundreds of hours over the year, over a couple of years before I started to uh, work some of the strategies. Yeah,
1: and I I believe that because the conversations we have and, and continue to have are super in depth. I know that you do your research. But here's the thing that, that is super impressive with you. So you do your research, you do all those things. And I think too many times, you know, we as people just maybe tend to get into an analysis paralysis type situation. But what you're very good at, and I've actually tried to do, you know, implement this in my own life is, you know, you do the research. Because I'm super analytical. I do a ton of research like you do. But what I'm not as good as you at, are at is, is taking the next step and, may, and taking action. Right. So one of, one of my favorite quotes is the strongest principle of growth lies in human choice. Wow. Right. So wow. you choose, you make the choice, you make the commitment and you and you and you move you move forward with with those with those choices. Once you've done the the correct analysis and the and so forth to to make sure that it's the right move for you, your family, your business and so forth. So talk about um, as a business owner specifically now that you have so you you started the policies with uh through paradigm life yeah. uh, now that you've had them i know you've you've used them like we like we teach which is the banking concept and so forth yeah. how has that helped you not necessarily from just a strict financial standpoint but how has that helped you emotionally
2: and, and mentally with being able to focus on your business sure great question um so i i did do a ton of research for probably a year and a half two years on on many different strategies and on learning to intentionally save, intentionally put away money. And I really knew, although I actually ran a business and was successful at it, I didn't even know much about the numbers. And all I knew is my account kept climbing and I've done a ton of studying and learning and I've really taken into my own hands to learn about, about saving money and about potential ways to invest. So I did do a lot of research and really what, um, and when I do research on these topics, it really, uh, it depends on where the research comes from and who funds it. So it's important to be a little bit aware of that, but I try to look at every viewpoint pro and con and, and I listen to many, many different sources before I come to a conclusion because the information can be tainted if it's just from one source. So I listen to a lot of pros and cons. And um, it really, once I know the information and once I get enough different views and talk to people that have done it, then I I do feel comfortable to to pull the trigger. and, And I am definitely not risk averse. And even starting the business, there are a lot of major hurdles that as I look back, would have been really daunting with the, with everything I know now, but I have never been afraid to forge forward when I have when I feel like I have the information. So it has really been it has been life changing. You know, this policy I, I we talked for probably um, I I don't know if it was eight months or a year. Or we talked for a while, maybe six months, but I'd done a lot of research and it gave me so much information but then I was ready to move. And when I finally did make the move, this has been the policies have, um, emotionally have have changed my financial world. Unlike anything else I've ever experienced. And I'm 54 years old. I've done a lot of different investing, real estate, oil and gas business, a lot of different stock market, a lot of different things I've tried, but really the policies, Give me the foundation to feel emotionally safe for my family, for myself. Even if I get hurt, injured, I have a place to draw money from. And the, uh, the other interesting thing it did is once I, when I made the decision, it sounded so big. It sounded like it was a huge chunk of my money, of my surplus money, and then some And once I made that choice to do it and I started to put the monthly money in, I then felt obligated and it really changed my mindset to then expect to produce more. And it actually, it it helped me increase my production and, and increase my work ethic and to think of things smarter. But once I started to make the payments and realize that it's doable, I actually ended up getting a second and a third policy And now I'm six years in and these have performed as well or better than the expectations as well or better than the projections. And there aren't many investments that do that, quite frankly, all of them. And I've been glad I've done research. uh, I mean, I've done real estate and some of the things I've done business, but very few pan out the way they're projected. This has absolutely done that. And it's given me a lot of, safety, uh knowing that no matter what happens with the economy, even if I lose my business, all my financial obligations and my family will be okay. If I get sick, we'll be okay because there's money, there's money saved there waiting to help me if I need it. Right. And not
1: not only just the cash values available. Like like you talked about, if you get sick, it's not just the cash values available. You have riders that are included on your policy that gives you the ability to access your, a portion of your death benefit if you become unable to perform you know, certain activities of daily living and so forth. So there's ancillary benefits. They aren't the main reason why you started the policy, but they are just ancillary benefits that are just there and included.
2: And it's huge, and it's huge, because that's a huge part of the safety, because if something were to happen to me or I were to get injured, because I'm the main producer in my business, there is money there and I have it to, to make sure things are okay, that my business is okay. And then a, a side thing, the main thing I wasn't looking for necessarily was the, uh, the death benefit. But that has given me an unexpected, amazing feeling to carry on my legacy and help my family when I'm gone. And that will last forever because it's not a term policy yep. that, that fades out. And it's, it's really, it's terrific to know that I have that.
1: You think about like the certainty, the predictability that this provides for you. And One one way that I look at my policies as well, because I have multiple policies as well, is you don't have to worry or wonder what the statement is going to show that your values are at. It's a contractual account. So in other words, you're contractually guaranteed to get to have your principal and a certain amount of growth on that principal every single year, plus dividends on top of it. You alluded to this as you talked. The policies have performed as they were projected to to, to perform back then. That includes, of course, the guaranteed principal, the guaranteed growth, and the excess dividend that you've continued to receive every single
2: year, whether you have a loan against it or not, right? Yeah, and that's incredible. And that's the incredible part. I'm able to actually, I've I've taken access to a large amount of money, and I've, I've then invested in other things that, paid me back way more than the amount of interest. And at the same time, the policy still grows as yeah. if all the money's in there, which is incredible. Yeah. And
1: so, you know, like, cause we've projected like a potential day that you do, you know, stop working through in your business and you then need to create some passive income. So we've pre- projected through the policies, how much income you'd be able to have. So knowing that you're going to have that income down the road, and at the same time, over the next couple of decades, you're still able to invest alternatively and create passive income like through the real estate and the oil and gas and so forth. Man, it becomes a win-win. And and you and like you said, you've got the, the death benefit protection for the what if and and not just the what if, but when death occurs. And of course, hopefully it's long and you know many decades down the road, but then whatever you didn't use as income is then gonna be left as a legacy to your boys and, and uh, you know family or whoever you're gonna leave that money to.
2: That's so true. That's so true. And, and it really, once you start to put the money aside, at first, it's scary to think about, am I obligated to, to spend this money every month or every year? But, but first of all, it's not even an obligation. But I think it's good to look at it that way, because once you build momentum like that, I have so much positive momentum in these six years that there is, there's no fear at all, no matter what happens to the economy Yeah, what happens even to me physically health wise, I know that everything will be sound and everything will be intact. And I've never felt so safe financially. This has changed the whole game. That's so cool. So
1: if you were to go back, just kind of as a a wrap up here. So if you were to kind of try to talk to individuals out there, because we know like the more people that know about this, the more people to participate, the better off everybody's going to be. It's a law of large numbers. So if you were to kind of maybe try to speak to as many people as you could about this, what would you say? If you were to go back and say, what would I do different? Maybe what would I do have done better or what would I have done
2: different if I were to start over? What what would that be? I I would have, uh, I wish I knew about this long time ago. I wish I knew about this uh, way before I found out about it. And I would, I really think it's worth researching and looking into it. The challenge is that, So much of the financial services industry is funded by the stock market, funded by other vehicles who talk about the insurance industry as a poor industry and the product is not poor. There are many different types of products and and the thing I appreciate so much about Paradigm, there are other products that don't perform as well that I have learned from many sources that would make you more money to sell but your integrity is so high that you really give me and show me the products that perform the best for me. And I'm so thankful for that. And I would, I would really research it look into it, but you're going to hear a lot of naysayers and still do the research, looking at positive and negative, but read enough about it because it is real. It is real. It doesn't sound real like it's possible, but it really is.
1: Yeah. Well, I, uh, I started looking at this uh, more than a decade ago, and I had the same feeling: like, is this realistic? Is this really? Is it going to do like they say it's going to do? And and uh, you know, talk to people I trust, that did my own research, started my own policies, and it's been the same for me as well. I mean, I've used my policy loans for like you for my business, uh, for buying cars, for buying real estate, for pretty much anything you can think of. I've used my policy loans for, and then have paid them back, you know, with the proceeds and so forth. Um, yeah. So It's been, it's been great. And I've, I've really thoroughly enjoyed um, our conversations, uh, the relationship, of course. Um I look forward to many years to come, but yeah, I guess any parting thoughts at all?
2: Um, I, I just encourage people to look at that because I know what that feels like to be scared about the future, to feel bad about the future, to not feel like there's promise and, and, and in your financial future, no matter how hard you work. And worried that you're dependent on, or, or concerned about the outside, the what's happening on the outside, what's happening with the country, what's happening with uh, financially with the country. But this is one way to really soundproof your own finances, to take it in your own hands. So I would, I think everybody should at least look at it and listen and and hear what it's about, because it's been tremendous for me. It's been life changing. Awesome.
1: Well, I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure uh, talking with you. And uh, I'm sure our fellow clients will be appreciative of the, of the uh, info. So great.
0: In this day and age, the financial advice most people get boxes them into a corner where a lot has to go right to end up on top. In this episode, you will learn how the strategies we specialize in enhance the flexibility and control you have as you navigate life. Today, Noah Kelsch and his client Francisco Gomez discuss the journey of a successful entrepreneur. Noah has been part of the Paradigm team since 2012, and is the epitome of a peaceful warrior. Francisco has been working with Noah since 2014. And in Noah's words, he's the most driven person he knows. Francisco is a successful entrepreneur who owns and operates a number of businesses, both in the continental United States and Puerto Rico. When Francisco came to Paradigm Life, he was looking for an alternative way to protect his assets and fund future business opportunities. Let's hear more about Francisco's journey and success working toward achieving his business and financial goals using the Perpetual Wealth Strategy.
3: recently had a baby. I mean
0: like literally
4: a couple of days ago. Yeah, that is true. Um, literally this best Friday, February twenty first, I have my first baby. Uh, so, congratulations. Yeah, so, you. so you're 31 years old and in yep. uh, and, and
3: you've you've been married for how long? Uh four. Four years. Four years. And and you've got you've got three businesses currently.
4: Correct. Correct. I have my, uh, I have a vaccination clinic in Puerto Rico that we do any type of vaccination for adults, children, and infants, and teenagers as well. Um, pretty much any vaccine out there, we pretty much carry it. Um, and that's all over the island. Um, we do, I also have a uh, consultant firm for electronic, uh, electronic medical records. So we go into hospitals all over the nation and uh, help them implement uh, their software. Pretty much. And I also have a uh this is more like a hobby for me, but uh it is a business I do uh recently bought a CrossFit Gym. CrossFit Gym. Um,
5: yeah.
4: yeah. So um yeah, that's the, this that one is the newest one. Um but yeah, that, um those are my three businesses. Excellent. And and your wife your wife owns her business as well. Correct. We do. um, She owns it fully, um, but we. I also help out. Obviously, as you can tell, we help each other. Um, She does have a periodontical, uh, periodontics, uh, dental office. So that's kind of oral surgery.
3: Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, Francisco, what uh, questions for you? What what got you initially interested in in cash value life insurance?
4: Um, you know, I didn't know, no idea about it. So a friend of mine mentioned it. Um, once he mentioned it, um, I started, um, doing some research, Mm -hmm. um, trying to like link to it. And then I realized, and I was like, this is like awesome. Like, I mean, um, for me, it was like, I don't know how to describe it, but it was like, yes, this is what I want. This is wealth. This is makes sense to me. Um, it was perfect for me, but from there I started researching and obviously, um, in 2014, I don't know. At least for what the research that I did, there was no many options out there for this type of policies.
6: Sure.
4: At least for I, you know, as easy as actually parallel life made it out for me. But um, uh, like other insurance company, I have meetings and I sit in the this. But it or not, it's a conference room. There's like five people in there, and it was pretty much me trying to explain them the policy that I wanted. No kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. Um, and What was your experience when you came to Paradigm Life? I mean, I didn't have to explain anything. You guys were explaining to me more things that I could do. So, um, yeah, it was pretty much seamless for me. Um, uh, I guess it would say you guys specialize on this. So, all the videos, the first—I um, know I don't know how many they are now because I really haven't done it—but in two thousand fourteen, you have a lot of videos explaining all the things that you can do and all this stuff. And I pretty much watch all of them. Um, and Wonderful. it was, it was great. It was a great experience.
3: Great experience. Good. So uh, curiosity, why do why did you choose uh, your policies over other, over other investment avenues?
4: Um, okay. So this policy pretty much just give me flexibility. So what I like about these, um, the cash value side is I can do anything what I want so I can invest. I can use it for retirement. I can use it for I don't know, buy a car. I can use it pretty much for whatever I like. So I like the flexibility of it. Um, mm-hmm. That's what uh, it makes sense for me. Um, what, uh, what and what are you uh, trying
3: to achieve specifically with this tool? Like, uh, um, like you you spoke to. Uh, creditor protection, like in a safety net. Is there anything else like a, a tax, tax uh, advantages or anything like that?
4: They are some, yeah, tax advantage. Obviously that's always a plus, but for me, this policy my me personally, I use this positive for real estate most. Um, um I still always a, um, the way I use it, I obviously use a bank for, mm-hmm. um, the, mortgage and all that stuff and all this stuff but for the down payment i use my policy so pretty much technically it's no cash up front Uh, right um so my bank account doesn't hurt and then i always slowly start um paying that Mm -hmm. out of the rent because i usually do rentals i don't do flip or anything. i do rentals so out of that rent keep putting that money back into a policy just keeps growing and all that stuff and pay for itself so you, draw, you keep keep your cycle in
3: that yep. process, and you, you got a system. You just uh, duplicate it, right?
4: Pretty much, yeah. So I usually, the, me personally, um, and me and my wife have a couple policies. So mm-hmm. me personally, I use it for uh, real estate investing. My wife's uses it for completely different um, thing.
3: Yeah, completely different. So how how do these policies helped you accomplish? Uh, or, or work toward your financial, uh, your, fun, your individual financial goals? Okay,
4: so, um, again, the flexibility of it for me, it was key. Mm-hmm. Um, um, when I got the policy in 2014, I'll obviously, um, some people say kind of like, oh, this is kind of like expensive policy. But it, technically, it's not half of it or sometimes more is going to cash value and growing at an amazing percentage higher than I can have it on my savings account. Sure. Okay. So the way I did it, so I have it in there and trying to keep it as long as I can, mm-hmm. unless I am using it for growth from an investment standpoint. So it stays there on the, on the cash value, keeps growing at the percentage that it does. Um, then, um, and I think I don't even know what the percentage is now. You will know more than I do, but I just know it's a lot <laughs> higher than the account. But yeah. um, then um, I only take that money out unless I want, I, unless I use that money to grow. Got so it, pretty much, um, uh, yeah, that's I only use it, and I try to yeah. do my due diligence, and I try to do this. So it's only for an investment that will help me create wealth continue to build out your wealth. So so what,
3: so so you don't have any lazy money. You've either got money growing inside your policy Correct. or you've leveraged that to deploy it inside of an into an asset that's going to produce a higher rate of return and continue to build build, a, build that, that on both sides. Yep, you explain it a lot better. Easily. Yes, that is perfectly uh, right. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's perfect. So in and, and and so you had this policy, you had your 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 first policy Uh, before you uh before you married your wife and then and then you introduce this to her Uh, do you mind do you mind sharing um first of all how many policies you have in place and then and then also how 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 crystal is using it
4: yeah so i personally only have one and my wife has one Mm -hmm. um on the other side note now my son will eventually have one too so we'll have (laughs) three (laughs) um and i want to create another one for myself but um then anyway, that's another topic. So I introduced my wife to it. On um, she had no clue. Obviously, um, she's a dentist, a doctor. So they they don't teach any type of business in med school or dental school or anything like that. So um, I just talked to her about it. Um, I told her what this will be. She was actually worried about a retirement. So this is what she used her policy. Her policy is her retirement policy. Okay, so she was worried about retirement and uh, how much money should I put in my 401k and all this stuff. And um, we're kind of young. So we're 31 and she's 32. And um, I'm like, I don't know if you want to. So this is why I introduced the policy. This is probably a lot better. Um, You get a lot better return. Um, We don't even know if those type of um, policy. 401ks and all that stuff will be available when we need it because <laughs> we don't yeah. know right now. Um, so this one's for sure. You can put all the money, you know, uh, not all the money, but you a big make- chunk of your money into that and then we'll save it for retirement. Um, so she uses this just as strictly retirement fund. So she doesn't take much money out of it and doesn't invest it. She doesn't deal with any of that. She just uses straight up for retirement. So her, so her wealth
3: management strategy and the way she's using her policy is is specifically for retirement at this point. Correct. And uh, in, in, in what I'm hearing is she knows it's something that she can maintain control of and have access to. And Correct. And you, the two of you, know it's going to be
4: there. Four hundred and one K may or may not be there. Yeah. And and believe it or not, she actually I don't know say, but I'm pretty sure she took actually some money out of it. Um, her mom recently got sick, mm-hmm. and you know, decent chunk of money. So she took some of that money, um, uh, to help out her mother. Um, but it wasn't not, so she doesn't take out often. Like I do it more often than she does, but, um, it was there and she needed it. It was growing higher than in a savings account. So instead of having a savings account, she's using that as her saving accounts and she took that money out and he actually was, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about the process, but the process yeah. getting the money now is within days. So it's not hard at all. Yeah. 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 And then she was,
3: so she's able to access her, access uh, the the money in a matter of days and help her mom out. Correct. That she's, I mean, she's literally accessing her retirement savings. Correct. To take care of thirty (laughs) two. At at 32. (laughs) Correct. To take care of this imminent need. And then she's (laughs) able to put that money back when it's, when it, when that, uh, that's wonderful. So, so uh, Francisco, uh, what,
4: uh, what is the greatest benefit that, that you've seen with the policies? um obviously the benefits is he helped me grow obviously like you said it's no lazy money um the flexibility of it so um myself if i need an investment or if i get into troubles with you know anything financially bankrupt one of my businesses go or something happens you know we're not we're knocking to wood on that but something happens i have some type of back end um and same thing as a retirement so um right now like i said i'm still kind of young Um, so I'm just trying to grow. So that's Mm -hmm. why I'm using my investment. Eventually my strategy might change well by using more of as my wife and use it as a retirement. So it's the flexibility of it that um uh, that's a benefit for me. As like is growing with me, pretty much. So the policy is growing with me as my life changes and all that stuff. So um yeah, it just does so much more than having money on your bank account.
3: Yeah. So, so it's uh, it, 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 you're able to use it as your opportunity fund now, correct. And your reserves while you're growing your wealth and growing your assets, and then later on, later on, you and Krista will be using it as a retirement fund.
4: That is that's the plan. That's the goal. Perfect.
3: Thank you. So, uh, one last question here: what what advice would you give individuals and and other families um, uh, about
4: how most to effectively use uh, a policy like this um, the advice for me you guys know, so each family is different each person is different so um, you always need to first decide what you are first of all this positive for everybody you know if you have money in your savings accounts use have this use the policies just you it grows faster even if you don't touch it, it mm-hmm. just grows faster all that stuff um, but first, make a list of what you're trying to get out of it. Um, make sure you, um, for me, uh, understand it. And not only looking at the videos, I think the Paradigm Parallel, uh, Parallel Live team is like amazing. Um, I can text you. I actually email you at pretty much any time of the day. Uh, oh yeah, I get on a quick call. That always happen if you don't answer. If you're busy, one of your team members answer. Um, it's always a good communication. Um, You never um, um, uh, say no. So any of the dumb questions that I have, can I do this? Can I do not do that? Can we do this? I always shoot you a message and all that stuff. So um, I think uh, if you have money in your savings accounts and you're trying to create wealth, this is by far for me, by far the best thing I could think of. Policy or I don't know if it's life insurance or anything, whatever is the best way to put your money into Um, it's safer, you can access it quick, doesn't matter your age, you can use it for investing, it's pretty much you have your own bank, you know? And uh, uh, yeah, so the advice for me is get your priorities and get started. I mean, it doesn't have to be a super big policy. I mean, you can start, you know, when you're comfortable and then go from there.
3: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, Francesco, it's always it's always great catching up with you, and, and and thank you again for being here and and for sharing your story with uh, with fellow
0: clients. I sure do appreciate your time. No, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm pleased to welcome Jenny Steed and her client Gene Pedersen. Jenny brings a tenacity for success to every area of her life, including her business as a wealth strategist. Today, she interviews Jean Pedersen, a longtime client who worked with Jenny to implement a strategy to grow her business. Jean has an enthusiasm for assisted living that has brought vibrancy to her life and her wealth strategy. Through establishing several residential assisted living facilities, Jean's passion is not just an excellent investment, but also an invaluable service to her fellow man let's hear a bit more about how her journey crossed paths with Paradigm Life and how she used the strategies we taught her to grow her business and serve her passion.
5: Hi, everybody. I'm Jenny C., a wealth strategist here at Paradigm Life. And today we have on our interview um, a client of mine and also a friend, Um, She's a beautiful person and does a lot of wonderful things. And uh, who we have here today is Miss Jean Pedersen. She is a mother, a wife, a real estate investor, and a business owner. Uh, She married her high school sweetheart, Chris, and together they have raised two beautiful children, Justin and Samantha. And they're originally from Washington State. They eventually moved to Southern California, then to Scottsdale, Arizona. She's a commercial, uh, she's been a commercial underwriter in her life, uh, invested in real estate foreclosures. And over the past four to five years, she's really focused on developing and uh, getting up and operating residential assisted living care homes. And uh, she just took me through a walkthrough of her most recent one and it's stunning. Um, She also manages their family's wealth accumulation and It was during their time in Arizona that she began researching ways to be more efficient with their money. So welcome, Jean, thank you so very much for being here with me today, I really appreciate it.
7: Thanks, Jenny, thanks for having me on.
5: Absolutely. So question, Um, you mentioned over the past four to five years as I just introduced that you now develop and operate residential assisted living homes um, can you tell
7: me a little bit more about why that interests you? Um, daughter went off to college. I coached her travel team for about 10 years. She played college softball. Um, I had a little bit more time having um, a younger son who was in college. So I figure I was going to start my next chapter in life. Um, but I wanted to do something that I could use my real estate skills that I developed. And um, something where I can still leverage, um, leverage our finances to keep the velocity of money moving and growing. Um, so I grew up in a senior assisted living environment and that my parents were 19 years difference in age, um, father being a Filipino scout, U.S. Army. And um, he was 36 or 38, actually. And then he went to Korea. And he was arranged to my mother. (laughs) My mother was only 18 at the time. So she thought she was marrying a wealthy Japanese man. And she (laughs) later found out he was a um, Filipino man from the islands and a military man. So um, I was the fourth and the fourth and have three older brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it came to care, my dad conceived me when he was 52. So I was 12 when I started caring for him. And he was a vet, 100% mental, 100% physical, um, disabled, World War II, Korean War. Um, So in my next chapter, I now I'm in my, you know, at that time I was in my later 40s. Um, I knew I wanted to do something that I, that I was, I enjoyed very much growing up caring for my dad. Um, And I knew also the silver tsunami was coming with, you know, the, the care needed for the elderly. And so... I combined that with my real estate skills. And then I started learning about um, senior housing. Wow, that's
5: beautiful. Yeah. That's yeah.
7: beautiful. Thank you, thank you. And Jean, you've really
5: maximized the loan provision of your cash value life insurance. So maybe show how that has assisted you in your most recent
7: business and real estate endeavors. Yep. Um, this These are one of the things that, It's kind of that hidden secret. So if you can do it, I but there was a lot to learn on the front end with the whole um the paradigm life, um, is it the perpetual wealth the online strategy, yes. Yep. So I went through that crash course, went through the online program, learned all about it, and it was a perfect match. So if you're if you have the resources um and you want to invest, it was definitely that plus. Um it provided so many check boxes and it was amazing how you could tap, you could leverage your death benefits for living benefits and it could provide so many different options for me to access cash quickly and for me to build cash. Cause we it had a lot of savings that we could build up, but a CD savings account, all those other means just wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't want to put it in something a little bit more, Um, I wanted to put it in something that would provide more cash accumulation, but be a safer means of doing it. Um, So this, that whole policy loan provision was perfect. (laughs) Perfect.
5: Absolutely. Great.
7: And maybe
5: share with us how these policies have helped you accomplish and work towards your wealth building goals.
7: Yep. So um, the way I, This is my second assisted living location. So my first one, I tapped it in 2017 and I utilized it for the purchase and the build of my first residential assisted living care home. Um, So literally it's 48 hours to get the money. Um, And then by the time I built the business, I had eight months of seasoning. Um, I did a lender refinance and I got back not only the the purchase amount, the build amount, business income, furniture fixtures, and I was able to pay back the policy loans right away. And then here comes 2019, two years later, and I'm doing the same concept. And this time the bank says, don't bother with the eight months seasoning time because we know you now. Yeah. yeah, so now I'm at the process of, um, I was just licensed. So it was, it was a long build, it was 12 months to work with the city to get up and running. Um, licensing happened. Within two weeks, it was very quick. Yep, so it's phenomenal, and the banks already started the underwriting. So I will be um, paying off the policy loans within the first quarter of 2020, um, and making it's incredible because you're making cash flow from because of you're leveraging your own money from the policy, and now I'm creating a stream of income where it just poof comes from nowhere. <laughs> And I get to do what I love because I don't see it as a job. So it's amazing. Get to do what you love.
5: That's the most important piece.
7: And maybe if you don't mind sharing with us,
5: uh, how many policies do you have in place?
7: Sure. So I have um, four total. So it's on my husband, Chris, myself, and Samantha and Justin, each of our children.
5: Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And in one of our most recent conversations, you said that your policies are working exactly as you expected. And that yes. you're so pleased. Would you elaborate just a little bit on that?
7: Um, for the purpose of for us is for enabled us to access the cash bank part of it. So for us, when our renewals come up, we do pay the annual premiums right away. And then there's the paid up addition part where we instead of putting it in savings to let it sit, we actually put it in our policies and allow that to compound and grow. Um, so I've seen not the cash value and the compounding, because I think I was maybe two years into the policy and I didn't realize, and it was a, a pleasant surprise, that I was borrowing, I wasn't, I thought I was borrowing against the cash value that I originally had put in, so it wasn't growing anymore, but I was actually, <laughs> You're borrowing up to the amount that you have your cash value in there, but and you're borrowing against the insurance company. So they're just fronting you money that they know that they'll get back regardless because if we have a $2 million policy and we borrowed a half a million, then we never paid it back. So the interest rate's accumulating, but they get their money in return because they just negate whatever the policy amount is and the accrued interest. And they the beneficiaries just get the the net number. So it just, it that was an, a pleasant, that was a very pleasant <laughs> ad. Pleasant surprise that
5: maybe you you realized, but not fully realized.
7: Right, right.
5: That's beautiful, beautiful. So um, I have a client right now that's just built up enough cash value in their policy to begin investing in real estate, which is their number one goal. What's, uh-huh. uh, what's a simple piece of advice that you might give to them?
7: Hmm. I would say, if they had enough money to start investing, um, I would just make a mental note that to make sure you're using the policy with the intention of paying it back. So not to use it like for the doodads, not to use the money just to splurge because at the end of the day, you're borrowing against yourself. (laughs) So not to use it as a credit card source, but, um, um, have the intention of it, it's great in that sh- she's considering or he or she's considering real estate because it is an asset, so it's something physical, um, and if they can refinance at some time to pull the money back out, and then to have it leveraged, so um, hopefully the money's helping them to get started, and then they they can refinance and pull the money back out so you can pay the policy loans back.
5: Yeah, and the cash flow
7: is the and the cash the- flow. Yep.
5: Yep. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And for individuals and families that may be planning on a smaller scale than where you started, or maybe with fewer policies, what advice would you give them about how to most effectively utilize their policy?
7: Um, hmm. I would say definitely don't let it lapse because it's, it is a long-term and it's a long-term investment, you know, and it's made, it's, I utilize it for wealth building, but also for legacy because it is something that we do want to pass on to our children. Um, But to also utilize the paid-up additions. So if they can use that, um, it's just something that they're added to savings and it compounds. So if they do have any savings, try to put a little bit more into paid-up additions, even if it's keeping it active and paying into it every year, because it's a a long-term investment.
5: Very good, very good. Perfect. Well, that that's all I have for you here today. And Jean, thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart for being here when talking with me again today. It's always a pleasure. And also for sharing with, with your fellow clients. It really means the world to them. It means the world to me. And it means the world to, to everyone here. So thank you again. I truly do.
7: Oh, you're you. welcome. No, just to let everyone know, Jenny's great. <laughs> she educates really well. Um, I had a ton of questions before I started and, um, their business model where, um, they do it all online. It made it very super convenient because, um, I was, I was raising my children. So, you know, I couldn't physically (laughs) get up to go to meetings and they're in Utah and I'm here in Scottsdale, Arizona. So that's an added benefit and a feature. So I would say if anyone's on the fence, definitely, if you have the resources, this is one you don't want to pass up so many
0: benefits. Up next, we welcome Jeremy Kelsch, an entrepreneur who has been a friend and client of Paradigm Life since 2015. Jeremy owns a custom cabinetry business based out of St. George, Utah. Before working with our team, he found himself looking for a financial tool that would provide him with greater control over his wealth. Jeremy wanted a solution that would enable him to pursue his dream of expanding his business and integrate well with his other investment endeavors. He worked closely with his uncle, Noah Kelsch, to establish a wealth maximization account, which has provided him with a level of certainty and liquidity that did not exist previously. After establishing his policy, Jeremy has pursued several opportunities, including a home remodel, equipment purchases, and additional investment in his business. Enjoy the interview.
6: Yeah, so my background as far as, you know, as far as uh, I go, I guess I've been in sales a long time. I've I've uh, worked in multiple different areas in, you know, my career, a bunch of different companies, but I always kind of gravitate towards what I was taught, you know, I'm a fourth generation cabinet guy. So, Mm-hmm. I keep always going back to that so that's kind of what uh what kind of pushed me to actually become an entrepreneur i've always been the entrepreneur heart i think i've always had that that uh vision but uh yeah pulled the trigger and and it's been it's been incredible it's been an incredible journey so and, and this, this isn't your first business you started It's not. No, I've, I've, like I said, I've had that kind of entrepreneur spirit. Uh, I've started multiple companies, but I don't think any that I've been so passionate about now and really feel like I have kind of landed home and we can grow from here. So fantastic.
3: And so, and so your, this, this last, uh, this last enterprise that you, you're, you're uh, pursuing, Mm -hmm. it's it's a cabinet sales and actually your own cabinet shop. Is that correct? Yeah
6: yeah I started out as a cabinet sales uh just because I love designing. I love meeting with the customer and and just making sure that the kitchen that they get is fit for how they use it mm-hmm. um but I started really looking at manufacturing my own and the differences that I can make in you know with our customers and with the people we serve just by manufacturing our own as well as still offering all the design work and really customize it towards towards them so yeah it's been been crazy I never thought I'd be manufacturing but here we are (laughs) so
3: So, Jeremy what uh, how how did you how did you come across paradigm life and and what got you interested
6: in in this uh, cash value life insurance yeah so kind of my background you know I I was raised uh, we didn't really have a ton of money I mean, I mean, my dad probably did. I never did, but I wasn't really taught about the value of money and budgeting and and having your money grow and, and work for you, you know. So it was always just get a good job that pays pays the bills and then increase your bills as you increase your wage, you know. So <laughs> the American dream, right? Yeah. Yep. So I started seeing some holes in that, and you know, had multiple conversations with with you and with other people that are investors. Um, as well as other people actually involved in paradigm life and really started thinking, wow, this makes a lot of sense, Um, you know, to, to have that, that cash, that cash account or cash accumulation, I guess um, on the side and then also becoming your own bank and being able to finance your own dreams, not be paying somebody else the interest. I mean, that just makes a ton of sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we started, started that. Wonderful.
3: And you, uh, and, and, and you're married and you got a, you got a young family there. Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, three,
3: three kids. Three kids. And how long have you been married?
6: I've been married 12 years in June. It'll be 13. 13
3: years in June. And, yep. and you introduced your wife to this uh, concept
6: as well. And how did, uh, how did that go over? Uh, she didn't quite comprehend what was going on or, or, uh, you know, was kind of not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had a sit down, actually, with, with you, and went over it. And yeah, her eyes were like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." So she was she was supportive once she learned what was what we were doing. So well,
3: it's been good. And, and so uh, and and now
6: you've got multiple policies. I do. Yep. And you mind sharing how many you've got? I have two policies, two two uh, whole life cash value policies. Excellent what What were you trying to achieve uh, with this with this tool specifically um, with this tool specifically I was actually trying to achieve the well use the cash value to start funding some investments and some properties that I wanted to start um, owning and managing multiple or multi unit properties um, that kind of shifted when I went into starting my own company and you know, so now now it's more to fund kind of that. It's kind of my cash reserve for for my company. So if we need okay. to buy, you know, a CNC or a, or a bander, we can pull from my cash reserve, and I can actually get paid back with interest. So it's still building. It's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not in real estate. It's shifted to business now. Shifted to business now. Excellent. Yep. And and
3: and how are how are you integrating? Uh, what you've learned with these policies into into what you're teaching your family because you said you you didn't really have that uh, message conveyed to you so mm-hmm. how how are how are you doing things different with
6: your family and and the legacy that you're providing uh with a lot of fight <laughs> <laughs> kids don't like getting ten dollars and, and and trying to be educated about how to how to save it and how to um conserve you know as much as you can but but we try to talk about or, or we try to make them save 50% and start kind of on this, you know, and educate them. Look, if you have you have $10 now, if you buy this, you know, toy or whatever that's going to get you about an hour's worth of fun, Right. Your $10 gone and then you got to re, re-earn that. But if we, you know, we take it and we invest it, you know, my kids all have bank accounts and ultimately they'll be going into uh, whole life policies. But just trying to teach them the value of, you know, living within your means and and saving the rest and creating that that nest egg or that that savings account. So
3: sure, and 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 you've got young kids. I mean, they're all they're all young kids now. So of course they're they're like, Oh Dad, I, like want, I, said, I want candy and toys now.
6: <laughs> exactly. It's all about what what can I see now. Yeah. Um, I have actually implemented a new strategy. Because I used to put all of their money into a bank where they can't see it. All they're seeing is numbers. Okay. So lately I've been actually putting it in an envelope and I show them this is how much you have. And that has turned the corner for some of them. They're like, Wow, I'm actually getting quite a bit of money in there. I'm like, Yep. Are you sure you want to spend it? No, I want to save it. I want to put more in. So Uh, it's been pretty cool shift in how they see it. That's that's a that's a really good idea. That's a that's
3: actually a really good idea. And then eventually. Eventually, uh, by them learning the concepts, it's going to be a natural segue into when you are ready to start policies on on the on each of them.
6: Yeah, exactly, Very it's cool. kind of I, I tell people. So I have, you know, family members or friends that they're not good savers or they're not good with money. I tell them go get a cash value account because it's a forced savings account. If you're not good with savings, it'll force you to save, and it's it's incredible. You know, just it's just a bill. You know, and so you just pay it. You've got the extra money. You're just spending it on cupcakes and ding-dongs or whatever. <laughs> and to be able to actually make yourself put money into these accounts that's accumulating that interest that you can use down the road to fund, you know, your investments or your dreams, that's a very powerful tool. So yeah. that's that's you know. cool. Thank you. How How
3: these, uh, how these policies helped you accomplish uh, or, or work towards your financial goals, both
6: both personally and uh, and and in your business uh, success. Yeah. So before I moved down, so so I relocated. I went to Southern Utah. I'm here in St. George, Utah, and that's where I opened up my business. Uh, before that, I lived up in Salt Lake County. And to get the home ready to sell, there was you know we had to redo the yard, we had to finish the basement, stuff like that. So some of those I was able to pull out of my account and fund those. And just pay them back with interest rather than going to a bank and getting a conventional loan and making you know the rich richer off of my money so so that's been a, a tool that we've used there as far as as using it for the business it's just kind of a cash reserve like i said so having it on hand to where okay we may have you know so much in our books that that's cash value in our books and our business but we need that little Boost into that, you know, the next level for the tools. You know, some of this machinery is expensive stuff. So being able to pull from my account to cover the difference and be able to pay back, so my business is, is you know, it, it's beneficial to my business and it's beneficial to me. Sure, so and you're not ha- you're not having to go um, not having to go conventional way,
3: conventional loan, or or, or try to get business loans uh, because you've yep. got access to capital.
6: Uh, yeah yeah helps us stay uh you know mostly debt free uh up to this point so it's been nice wonderful so what would you say is the greatest benefit you've seen uh with with your policies um biggest benefit i've seen personally is the mental shift because like i said i wasn't very good at at saving you know i wasn't really taught very much about financing but but when you start seeing it and and i had to force myself to have a Savings account, you know, um, so it kind of was a paradigm shift in what I was, how I looked at my money, like mm-hmm. where it was going, what what it was being put towards. So it really helped me um, shift personally in, in that aspect, and then also starting to look at from a business standpoint, what are your loans? What are each loan? You know, what's the cost of each loan? What's right. the cost of the money you're going to get from an investor or the cost from a bank? um you know it really opens up your eyes you know okay how can we do this to <clears throat> benefit everybody and not be putting ourselves in a bad way sure yeah you know? so sure. so always maintaining hopefully that answers your question <laughs>
3: yeah per- perfect so so always maintaining the reserves but also making making good financial decisions saying hey you know if, if I leave where it's at it's growing so yep. if I deploy that it better be making me more money exactly yeah that's, that's cool. So yep. uh, what made you what made you choose um, the life insurance policy other uh, excuse me over other uh, financial safety nets
6: um, because it's a well because it can be combined with other investments it's a tool that continue well it's a safe tool that's growing interest you know at, at whatever rate um, but it can be pulled out. At, from the cash value and used on other investments, so now you're doubling up on the the amount of interest. That interest, that was to me, that was the big selling point. Was that okay? If I put, you know, hundred thousand dollars into a house, I'm getting that return on the house. But if I have a hundred thousand dollars in cash value and I put that on the house, then you're doubling up. So, okay. kind of the multi multi purpose of it, I think, it's okay. kind of like the, the base. The base for my multi-purpose use.
3: (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. So, Jeremy, what what
6: advice would you give um, other
3: entrepreneurs about the most? uh, Excuse me, about how to most effectively
6: utilize uh, their policies. Um. Really watch your watch your bottom line and put as much into those those accounts as you can because uh, when the times are flourishing, when you're when you're doing really well, those are the times to stockpile. And get that cash value built up so that when you do want to grow, you know, like I said, I didn't think I was going to be manufacturing, I didn't think all these costs were gonna happen. Right. But we get a shift. And because I have some of these in place, that those allow you to be able to shift and uh and make those those changes. Wow. So that's that's great. So you're able to you're able
3: to be nimble when you know, and strike when opportunities are, are available. Exactly. Yep. That's that's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing, Jeremy. Uh, uh, you know, thanks a lot for joining us and, and sharing your journey with uh, with fellow clients. We sure do appreciate it, and it's been great having I you. Yeah, thank you.
0: In this final segment, Gary Pinkerton and his client David Shirky are back with another interview, speaking on family legacy. If you recall, Gary and David were featured on an earlier episode in our welcome series called Saving and Spending Smarter with the And Asset. If you haven't yet had a chance to listen to their discussion around multi-generational wealth, I encourage you to do so. Today's episode covers the details of David's journey of personal development and financial education and how he is passing his legacy onto his family and the next
8: generation. Hey, everyone, this is Gary Pinkerton. I'm one of the wealth strategists at Paradigm Life, and I'm here with my awesome client and friend, David Shirky. David, say hi to everyone. Hello, hello. So David hails from Jackson, Michigan. And if you haven't been to Jackson, Michigan, it's like, for me, <laughs> I get all giddy going to Jackson, Michigan. Maybe most people wouldn't, but it's a it's a worker's town in Michigan. It's fairly close to Detroit. Uh, and, and they do a lot of supplying for the auto industry and other industries. But my big thing, and the reason I get giddy, so I have a lot of friends there now, but the first time I went there, I was blown away that they produce things that like make things. They manufacture things in this town and families get together and they talk about their businesses. It's, it's wonderful. I'm, I kind of joke a little bit here. It, those of you who know me, you know that I'm i I'm a huge, um, fan of, of, um, the Republic that we have and entrepreneurism and this experiment we started 250 years ago with our founding fathers. And that is get up in the morning, produce something, get paid for it or get compensated for it and add value to the world. And it's awesome. (laughs) At least that's my picture of it. And I want to, in my world, uh, help with a little piece of how to enable that to happen. And so there's this cash flow banking, there's this wealth maximization account, there's cash management systems. Well, there's also something that you need to talk about your family and, and think about how do you pass this to other generations. And today we have with us the man who is doing that full-time for his family. So David's role, he used to, so they they have a manufacturing company that his father basically helped found and, um, and they're on second generation and they got third generation family members working there from time to time. Um, it, it truly is a family business that's grown to several employees and it's something that they're now starting to pass down. But David worked in the business for many years, and now he is head of a homemade family office. And so for those of you who aren't familiar with family office, family office refers to something that it's a technical, uh, it's a uh, an IRS term um, that relates to families with generally more than $100 million. They will hire a person or a group of people either to handle their finances in-house or uh, to perhaps sometimes these companies will handle multiple families' money. Well, David's a one-man uh, family office uh, for his family and he's learned a tremendous a lot about that I think I think I think you would say yeah. um, when did that role start and any any insights you have about it
9: well I was the CFO here at Orbit Farm for several years and then in early 2017 I say we hired a pro CFO and um, and then I was able to start spending the majority of my time on kind of searching out investments um, for our family to make and then learning about estate planning and succession planning and um, you know tax reduction <laughs> just all these concepts that you know my father never really learned about and never taught me about and so I guess I'm kind of learning him and teaching my parents and teaching my siblings and teaching my friends and family um, I guess that's kind of kind of puts it in a
8: little package good and so david ha- is married um and has uh four young children, three young children sorry yes. and uh three young girls and I had uh, breakfast with him and some of the best blueberry pancakes I've ever had and it was a, it was a time work back for me like ten years ago when my kids were that age, but it was wonderful and appreciate you very much bringing me into your home and that was just that was wonderful and he was on a visit when I was out there um presenting at an investment group michigan investors group that david started founded and it was really to teach and to pass along some of the lessons that he's learned in this family office role a lot of times we i think we think of the family office as you know it's the tax side of it it's but it's really efficiently protecting and growing the family's wealth that's one part Um, and on the on the dollar side would you agree with that david yes Yes. Yeah, and then the other side, and the part that really impassions me, is uh, is about communication to the family and make sure that the different generations' goals and are, are being met, uh, and that we're passing forward, we're paying forward yeah. uh, our legacy. And a lot of times, legacy is financial is is thought to be financial, but it's much more than that, right? It's experiences. We can remake the money, but if we fail to pass the lesson learned, our experience mm-hmm. forward. Uh, and so that's the deep role that, that David's in like, dad, tell me, tell me your lessons and then pass it to the next generation. Cause they're ready. They're ready to learn. He's got teenagers in that next generation. Yep. And, and so I think that's beautiful, but, but listeners, awesome paradigm clients. If you just think about what we talked about a family offices per, per uh, purpose, excuse me, is uh, for families that are, have a hundred million dollars or more, right? It's to make sure you protect and grow the family's wealth in a safe environment. And then, pass on the experiences and education side. And so my message to you is, we should all be doing that, right? And, and it's one of our passions at Paradigm Life to help you take this to your family. So, so David, uh, maybe tie a little bit in the life insurance policy side, or we can get to that in a minute. But um, how are you bringing that to your family side? So your family is, has, has been very fortunate. They're not at $100 million. So I mean, how have you brought this down and operationalized it for the rest of us? Sure, I'm. I'm glad you made that
9: clear that uh, I'm not managing a hundred million dollars, and <laughs> I think a lot of the concepts um, can apply to much smaller, you know, um, levels. Um, I would say, you know, kind of what we're doing is we're trying to communicate, and we're trying to establish objectives and establish goals, and um, you know, I think my parents, um, who are the kind of the wealth. Creating generation, um, you know, they have a long-term mindset, and they're not just trying to make the money and spend the money. They they wanna they wanna see it be utilized well by um, by my generation and my kid's generation, and for charities and to support different organizations and entrepreneurial pursuits. And they wanna see it put to use, basically, um, not just spend it. Um, so I think that's a big part of this, um, and then. Mm-hmm. In order to, uh, I guess, um, what's the phrase? Um, To be good, to be good uh,
8: stewards. Stewards, Stewards, um, yeah.
9: You know, we've 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 learned about setting up some kind of protection. Um, Some of that protection comes from life insurance. Some of it comes from the trust agreements that we put in place, which some people could look at it and say they put some handcuffs on the you know, following generations, or you could look at it and say it puts some protections to, um, to help mm-hmm. establish some guidelines
8: uh, for, you know, what to do when the grandparents
9: pass, you know?
8: Yeah. You know, and, and this should not be news to anyone out there that sometimes people are not ready for the gifts that are handed to them and they can be used as weapons, right? So m- currency or dollars, it's just, uh, it's a way to um, accentuate things. It's, a, it's, it's power, right? It's fuel. And fuel used in the wrong direction can really mess things up. So, I mean, we've recognized in society that maybe alcohol perhaps shouldn't be considered until they're 21, and they can make that better decision. Same kind of thing with money, right? So it comes at different ages for different people and maturity, but also different financial intelligence. Sure. Um, and so dollars without, um, without experience and knowledge don't stick around for long, and they can do a lot of damage. Um, we've all seen that on television, I think. So, David... So just as a kind of a family tree for for the listeners out there, right? So we have your father and he has siblings, but dad, if we kind of use him as the start, then then there's you and your two siblings. And so there's six total uh, in, in that generation. And then there's how many, David, in the next generation? Uh, 18, Gen 3. 18, 18 in Generation 3. So we see how this is happening, right? There's two, six, 18, um, and the next generation is mind boggling, right? But there is life insurance policies on pretty much everyone um, in, in these genera- in all these generations and multiple policies on some. Uh, and and so maybe just how, how have you used these to kind of promote the idea of a family office or sort yeah. of the investment side? Well,
9: I think we have kind of two different current mindsets behind our life insurance policies. Um, the, maybe the more I'll, I'll use the word normal size, <laughs> like like the policies that I'm funding for my family, and then my brother-in-law and brother are funding for their family personally. Um, those are for you know cash flow management in our day-to-day lives. You know, building an emergency fund, building an opportunity fund. Now we also have other policies that my parents are funding, which are larger policies, which are more for like you know wealth transfer. You know, multi-generational wealth transfer where, you know, trusts will be, are the beneficiaries. And the directions are that when people pass away, that those proceeds, those deathbed proceeds are used to buy more life insurance owned by the next trust. And I don't want to get too complicated here, but basically the goal is that we don't consume the principle. The goal is, is that we teach our children and our grandchildren about these philosophies and then they access cash via policy loans and as long as they pay the policy loans back or service the policy loans they can come back to the trust for the next investment opportunity you know etc
8: yeah wonderfully put wonderfully put and Patrick Donahoe and heads I win tells you lose gets into some of that and um, reach out to us if you would like other resources on that, on that same topic but it's uh, sometimes you might hear of it uh, called like the Rockefeller way, but it is the way in which multi-generational families, uh, families that have been uh, wealthy for multi mul- multiple generations have figured this out, right? Otherwise they've lost that wealth to taxes over time. I mean, you either figure it out and pass that knowledge on to the future generations or you lose it. Um, and maybe, so those- it, maybe, it's, maybe it's kind of like,
9: you know, living off and of spending the income from your assets versus
8: consuming the capital right. in the assets. It's not the, not the exact same, but it's kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So not every, you know, you, you're in an interesting role here because you're, you're managing a much larger company and, and family uh, set of assets. Um, and you just mentioned that you're kind of in this role of starting, or you're in this um, period where the, the first generation is starting to pass some assets forward. But personally, you're 40 years old and uh, have three little ones, and the money that's coming in flies out the door, right? And so you started with much smaller policies yourself. Correct. Um, and this works on a couple thousand-dollar-a-month policies, right?
9: Well, I mean, I don't want to act like I've been doing it for 20 years, but I've been doing it for a couple of years, and I truly believe that the the money that my wife and I are – quote unquote saving right now in policies for my three daughters, um, is gonna be is gonna be a very valuable asset for them that or it's gonna be a gift that we can't give them down the road. So we're we're starting policies now and at a couple thousand dollar a year premiums for each of our daughters. And and in 10 years they're probably gonna be using them for, you know, hopefully you know um, car loans or College loans or starting a business loans or mortgage loans. I mean, but but but
8: we can't if we don't do it now, we can't give them those gifts, you know, in 10, 20 years. That have been growing and compounding for that period yep. of time. Yeah, that's great. So what advice as we get ready to sign off here, what advice would you give um our the other the uh Paradigm Life's clients and the listeners uh about getting their own families involved in these kinds of conversations and you know policies?
9: Well, I would just I would just encourage people that however they heard about the concept of using you know high cash value life insurance as an alternative you know savings vehicle, however they heard about that, um, you know don't don't just eschew it as a crazy idea. I mean it might not make sense in the first discussion, but um, you know just just keep keep learning and. I, I truly believe, if you if you have interests in the future, like if you care about the next generation, if you can live, if you're currently living within your means, meaning you have a little bit of savings above your total expenses, and if you um, are willing to commit to something for a couple of years, I think you're gonna you're gonna really be happy that you have this more efficient um, savings vehicle started that over time is gonna go from just funding. Daily emergencies or daily problems to funding opportunities and investments.
0: Hey guys, thanks for joining me for uh, another episode of the Perpetual Wealth Strategy podcast, uh, and and also my team. Uh, it's been awesome having them participate, and it's been it, it's been fun. You know the the team here at Paradigm Life is is instrumental in pulling off such a valuable uh, initiative, which is this welcome series. And also we're incredibly humbled for your support and for the trust you've placed in us with uh, such an important aspect of your life. You know, be sure to, to visit the Perpetual Wealth Strategy podcast page and bookmark it. It's on paradigmlife.net uh, for all of this episode's content, as well as additional resources about personal wealth management. Uh, there's a lot of great information on there that you can download, Uh, reference, uh, and also share with those closest to you about what you're doing and the difference that the Perpetual Wealth Strategy is making in your life. Okay, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official page at paradigmlife.net for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional or a wealth strategist at Paradigm Life. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review today. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and its exclusive content. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time.